Okay, so we're going to start the show off with my birthday recap because I had a really wonderful birthday weekend with all of my close friends and family. And we went up to Hunter, New York, which I've never been to. It's upstate. And I just wanted to recap it because I think birthdays are a time when you really reflect on just living and everything. And, And my birthday always falls during that time of like seasonal depression. It's your birthday and everyone's getting sick and I'm getting a little sick again right now. But um, I wanted to shout out a few things. Um, I think that showing up for your friends and family and coworkers is so big. And I want to just thank everyone who came out to go upstate because it's such like I had my little brother flew 24 hours to come all the way from Arizona to a very similar setting. He goes to school in Flagstaff, Arizona at NAU. So it's very similar in terms of just like the experience and atmosphere, but he came all the way up and uh, my twin brother, Christian, he came all the way out um, from Arizona to celebrate with me. And my, my friend that I've known since I was nine years old, Sarah Van Hoogstrat came. So it was so nice to see people who knew me my earlier years. And then there's a lot of people that I've just met in my more recent years, but um, I've been thinking about like, life, birthdays. Um, and one thing I did think of is like, and I know this and most people know this about birthdays, but things don't always go as planned and you have expectations for what things you're going to do or what people are going to do. And that changes a lot and good and bad. So one thing that I did during my birthday excursion was we went to this like yoga uh, sound healing class and it was so beautiful and moving and I've never done these sound baths where this woman basically had this these drums that played different notes or there were these bowls and it was so amazing because you kind of went around our heads and you could just feel the vibrations in the room and I was lying on this mat and the sun was just like bathing me in light and it was just so beautiful and it was very intentional and she kept saying um prepare for transition it honestly felt like I was in a different dimension and then something would happen like there would be a noise and I left that studio just on a high but not like a high that you're like a very peaceful serene feeling and she basically said that she reset our nervous systems um, which it honestly felt that way. Like I felt like I'd my full body, brain, soul, consciousness got a bath. And I was like, why don't I just do this every day? I want to hunt down a <laughs> sound healer to come to New York because it was so beautiful. And at the end of it, she was like, you know, everyone, my friends that joined me in the class, you know, send, send a prayer towards me in this next year. And it just felt so loving and kind. And so I'd recommend that. I thought about how I want to spend my birthday weekend and I'm just overthrowing the big party in New York. It's just done. It's played out. I love a holistic experience. That said, we did party. We partied so much that we got charged uh, an extra cleaning damages fee. Uh, we settled at $200. It's my fault. To be honest, I lit all these candles in a seance vibes because I just like that lighting is key and I will pay whatever the cost to make sure the lighting is good. Um, so the wax might've dripped on the floor. We tried to clean it up, didn't work out. So I cash tapped our lovely host, Ernesto, $200. Um, 
via Cash App. Speaking of Cash App, the observation is brought to you by Cash App. When personal finance meets your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money, that's Cash App, like Cash Apping your Airbnb host, $200 for the damages of your party because you wanted to light a lot of candles. So um, when you use my code Aubrey, you'll get $15 in free money when you sign up and you can use that to damages of your own Airbnb experience. So use my code. Um, what else did I learn from the birthday weekend? Um, not like sometimes I think everyone feels like they're the only person getting older, but everyone's getting older. Like everybody is going through the same shared experience. Maybe at not at the same rate, but everyone experiences the same things. Um, just not on the same, not at the same time. So I don't know. I get, every time I, I have a birthday, I get really introspective of like, oh my gosh, you know, we're all going to die one day, but people just forget about it. We all just think we're going to live forever. Doesn't that freak anybody out? Like we're just going to all die. No one's going to remember the show in a hundred years. I mean, maybe they will. Like, I don't know, but we're all going to be dead. No one's going to know what you said. So what I don't want to do in this next year of life is spend days upset about bullshit because it's just not worth it. Another observation that I had during this trip was you are different people to different people in your life. Um, and sometimes it's interesting to mix all those people together and they see you with your new friends or your new friends see you with your old friends. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm the same person, but I almost just people knew me at different times. People knew me there when I was like a little kid, you know, compared to now. And I think that can be very, um, not disorienting, but bizarre for people to see someone they knew as like nine to someone now, like, you know, in their later years. And it's like, you never saw that nine-year-old behave that way. So it just becomes really interesting. Um, but what I really wanted this birthday to be was like a place of gratitude, a place that I could connect people from my life in Arizona to my life in New Mexico, to my life in New York. And I felt like I was able to do that. And that made me really, really happy. Um, and that, it was just like such a beautiful experience. We had a beautiful meal at Deer Mountain Inn. And then there was also an dinner that was cooked up by some of my friends um, that got together. And that was just beautiful too. And then I made a speech, um, which, you know, I feel like I just got to make a speech. You got to, you got to, got to make a speech. And it was more about like what it means to exist at all. And the odds of you existing are basically zero. I basically pulled out all the stats for my friends and it was really, really funny. So I'll give you a little bit of this speech. What are the odds that you were born? To start, it begins with the odds of your dad meeting your mom. So let's say over 25 years, your dad meets 10,000 women. He's an absolute shark. This is just also, I didn't pull this together. <laughs> I found this on the internet by a doctor accredited went to Harvard. I guess it's enough for people. So let's just roll with it. Um, let's say your dad's swimming through 10,000 women. The odds your mom is in that small group and met your dad is in one in 20,000, which is multiplied by the chance of them staying together long enough to have kids, one in 2,000. So, so far, the odds of you being here is one in 40 million about the population of California. Now, things are going to get pretty interesting and please bear with me with the technicalities. 
What are the odds that one egg met one sperm, which made you and not your brother or sister? One in 400 quadrillion. But we're just getting started because your existence presupposes another undeniable chain of events. Namely, that every one of your ancestors lived to a reproductive age, all the way going back to single-celled organisms. So you are a representation of an unbroken lineage going back 4 billion years. That is 1 in 10 to the 45,000th. Not only that, but the right sperm had to meet the right egg for every single one of those ancestors. Perfectly, every time, no errors, no flaws for billions of years. So the odds that you exist are basically zero. Um, And then a scientist put it this way. Imagine that there was one life preserver thrown somewhere in the ocean and there's exactly one turtle in all these oceans swimming underwater somewhere. The probability that you came about and exist today is the same as that turtle sticking its head out of the water in the middle of that life preserver on one try. So um, I thought that was amazing to think about that there's no reason for you or me or anyone to be alive. And then it's just like a mind fuck. You know, you're just like, what the hell? Why Why am I even here? But then I was thinking about it further and the odds of me and my friends in this room even existing at the same time and becoming friends is next to impossible. So, oh wait, I don't want to shut this. <laughs> I need these notes. Um, but I just, I hope if you watch this show, you know how special your life is because it is special and it's amazing that you exist and it is a miracle that you're alive um, because A miracle defined is, hold this, (laughs) the definition of a miracle is a highly improbable or extraordinary event. And I would say the improbable-ness, not a word, of you being born is pretty pretty much a miracle. So I hope you feel special um, because you are. And this was real soft of me. Now let's go into some dark shit. (laughs) Just kidding. But not really. So... Back to the FTX fallout. So there was um, a video that circulated, which apparently is old, of basically SBF running down a street in the Bahamas. Can we put it up? Um, People are saying this is him. It really does look like him. I don't know anyone built like that um, with that hair that lives in the Bahamas. I'm saying that list is probably pretty small. Um, It's crazy that the authorities cannot catch this guy when he's running like this. It just feels like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Goddamn, where did he learn to run? It's not even very human of a run, and I'm not trying to roast, but... Um, Yeah, Um, another thing that came out this week, SBF's parents are college professors. Now, in recent years, college professors have been bringing in more money than they traditionally did, but... There's still quite a cap on what college professors are making, um, even at Stanford. So it came out this week that Barbara Freed, uh, who is a professor, um, was in on some real estate deals. Like basically his whole family dropped $121 million in the Bahamas from 2021 to 2022. Like it just keeps getting worse. So is FTX basically just like a real estate company? Because that's really the only thing that's probably holding its value at this point. 
right? Um, I don't know. But there was also pictures of his family um, on top of the condo making phone calls, kind of looking suspect. Um, that circulated on Twitter today. And I just wonder what these conversations are like. You know, it feels like, you know, do we, it's very El Chapo. Like, where's the the door that we can slide through and get out of here and get into a different country, even though they're already in the Bahamas. But like, I feel like they just want to stay on the run. And the credibility that's been done to his family, I mean, his mom and everything, like their credentials, everything is ruined. Their entire reputation is absolutely tarnished. Um, and I don't understand, I don't think there's any redemption journey. I can't think of one. Like, what is that redemption story? You would have to, you couldn't raise, you couldn't raise enough money. You'd have to like raise more and it's just impossible. I was trying to explain this a little bit to one of our producers of how I viewed FTX and how it got so much VC money. Um, it's And pension funds and all this stuff. It was crazy. Um, it's like being a hot girl or a hot guy at a party when everyone perceives you as valuable and hot or like a hot startup. Let's try to make the analogy here. Everyone kind of just FOMOs in. And doesn't do their due diligence. And I kind of feel like people have silent quit every industry, including VC. And I just think people were lazy and didn't do the diligence that they needed to do. I, I genuinely feel that way because everyone trusted. And you went to MIT, right? You went to MIT? Yeah. Like MIT League of Legends that was like, oh, autism and really smart. Like, fuck yeah. They did this with Elizabeth Holmes. Anyway, um... That being said, they were just like, here, take all this money. It's totally fine. And we don't want to miss this round. And you can almost create this wave of, we don't want to miss out on this amazing deal, like the next Coinbase of sorts. And that's basically how they raised all this money because SBF and FTX were the hot girl at the party that everyone wanted to be a part of. Yeah, my brother, okay, everyone, like my brother got me sick. Again, I'm spending Thanksgiving alone probably in my apartment. Sad. Can't me and Natalie Brunell are supposed to get dinner tonight. Not happening. Also, shout out to Natalie Brunell. Her coverage or her commentary on Fox when everyone is like absolutely ripping crypto, rightly so, apart has been really, really good for Bitcoin. So shout out to Natalie. Um, okay, back to FTX. Um, so there's this contagion that everyone keeps talking about. And contagion means that the effects of Alameda um, have spread throughout the crypto industry because everyone's lending from everyone. And that's the same thing as banks, by the way. I think that we haven't talked about this enough. Banks don't have all your money backed up in the bank. They're also lending your money out. So not at all in the defense of FTX. But people are doing that. They just don't usually do it in the manner that it happened in the crypto industry with a fake token. So that's pretty much the like main difference. And I pray for everyone who has to talk to their family on Thanksgiving about crypto because I, well, maybe that's why I stay home. Maybe that's why I stay in New York. Wait a second. They're just like Aubrey's avoiding coming home because she got us into Bitcoin and yeah, and I just hide out in my bunker in New York. Okay, so back to the contagion. Um, 
Brokerage Genesis Global has $2.8 billion in outstanding loans on its balance sheet, with about 30% of its lending made to related parties, including its parent company, which is DCG, Digital Currency Group, which is an investor incubator um, in the crypto space. They touch everything. Um, on November 16th, Genesis announced that it had temporarily suspended withdrawals, citing unprecedented market turmoil, which just means like we don't have the money. Like There's not... We don't, it, things are looking bad after FTX's collapse. So um, basically, it the company previously revealed that it had around 175 million worth of fund stock in FTX. Um, but as per usual, the math isn't adding up. And you know why that is? Because everyone has all these subsidiary trading accounts and lending accounts, and they're all doing too many things. And it's like, you can't pay attention to what this hand is doing while this hand's over here. It's really honestly how this whole industry works. Um, and basically DCG and Genesis not being able to repay their loans would be basically pulling out another Jenga block into a game of Jenga that has already collapsed um, or is about to collapse. I mean, I, I really feel like the FTX pull out Jenga block was the end of it all. So what's going to happen, um, Barry Silbert, who is the um, founder of DCG, is going to try to fundraise some money. Where is he going to get that money from? I don't know. So this week is Thanksgiving, and I know many of you will be with your families and friends, and if you don't have anybody, you got me. Just put on the observation. We're eating together, fam. <laughs> we all eat. Um but I just wanted to, you know, I know people's family lives, you'll see people on social media and it'll look like everybody is having the best Thanksgiving. And it's almost like this weird flex of privilege of like, look how great my Thanksgiving is. And my family has it together and families fight and they don't have it together. And sometimes your uncles don't get along. Why is it always the uncles too, by the way? They're just, they're never getting along. <laughs> it's, like, it's happening in my family right now. Um, and it's really hard to love your family because I've just found that it's easy to love people that you don't know and don't have to deal with personally all the time. Like, for example, happy to donate time for charities and, and to do those things. But what's really hard to do is love your family and your friends because they're just not perfect people. Um, and you have to deal with a lot of their flaws and they also have to deal with yours. So I would just say have some patience with your family and your loved ones because Nobody's perfect, and deep down, you want the good of the other person. So um, just make sure you keep that in mind um, when you go into this weekend. And a few things I'm grateful for. Number one, Cash App for sponsoring this lovely show. Um, they're just, they're genuinely just the best people to work with. Like everyone, Kelsey, um, everyone on our team is amazing. Shout out to Maria, um, everyone who like supports this show and like they could not be better sponsors. And I'm super, super blessed to have them. And it's been one of my favorite things that has happened to me in this last year, um, was getting cash up as a sponsor. Also, they're just sick as fuck to say you have a podcast sponsored by cash up is a flex in a cool way. That's money. That's cash up. Um, I'm also super grateful for all the friends that I've met in this past year because I feel like I've brought a new group of people in that have really anchored me and made me uh, just a better person, I think, because of them. 
And 2021 was wild. 2022, still wild in a negative way, but helped me realize all the beauty um, and things happening in the world. And also shout out to my friend Caroline. Um, I, I just love her. She We're roommates um, and she is just the sweetest, sweetest soul. And I'm just super grateful to live with somebody who's so wonderful. Um, grateful for God, food, money in the bank, um, my parents, just all the things. Super, super grateful. Um, and my health most of the time when it's when it's chugging along. It's not right now, but that's okay. We'll come out the other side. Um, another thing I'm super excited about and grateful for is um, going to Art Basel uh, the first week of December, which was not a big thing. We were talking about this earlier years ago, but has now become this pinnacle end of year event for the crypto industry. Rightly so with NFTs and things like that. But um, I will be potentially playing in a celebrity golf tournament for Cash App. So pray for me um, because I'm not that great at golf, but Maddie is. So Maddie's going to be joining me. But that should be really funny anyway. Um, so if you have any tips, write them in the comments below. And shout out also one of your cash tags and maybe we'll drop you something for Thanksgiving. Um, but that's it. That's our show. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Good luck and Godspeed. You know, I don't know where I'm going to fit this back into the podcast. I had two things I forgot during the show. Number one, during my birthday, I also did the polar plunge, getting into this lake that we were on in freezing temps. And I was really afraid to do it, but I had a friend that believed in me and I, and I got in and everyone was jumping in, but I'm one of those people that like to like slowly get in. You know, I don't like the, the harshness of the jump. I like to slowly lower myself in and then dip my head under. But I did it. I'm really proud of myself. And I also love the idea of ice baths and want to explore that more. The second thing I didn't say in my gratitude was I'm very grateful for the team that puts on the observation. And so shout out to my team, Alex and Josh, homie and Aspen and Maddie, wherever she is in Florida right now. Just the whole squad. Legends. I love them all. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. So just put this in there somewhere. I'm not thinking straight because I, uh, I'm not well. <laughs> okay, that's all. You can just shut up.